0: Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you very much for tuning in to the latest episode of Ask the Top. As always, I'm humbled and I appreciate your ongoing support. We have a jam-packed program to get to, one that I am excited to tackle. Remembering the incomparable, the irreplaceable Bobby the Brain Heaton. We'll get to that shortly. That's a man I greatly admire. The WWE survey that went out recently was very intriguing in my eyes. I want to cover that because there was... A lot of food for thought in there. So if you missed it, they sent it out to WWE Network subscribers. It might be sitting in your other section or perhaps your junk mail. You want to check that out and provide your feedback. Paige at the WWE Performance Center. It's not a mirage. She has returned. And it seems as though her return to the main roster is inevitable and only a matter of time. Low attendance numbers plaguing some shows recently. Cena versus The Undertaker and predictions for WWE No Mercy taking place this coming Sunday. If you want to interact with me on social media, I'm easy to find. Ask the Top on Facebook. That is my Facebook fan page. At Chris Tomblack on Twitter, where I am my most active. At Chris Tomblack on Instagram, where you can enjoy pics of food and yes, more food. At Chris Tomblack on Google Plus, on Snapchat, I think it's Chris Tomblack7. Chris where you can listen to this program. And of course, my other two great Partners in Crime, TWM.News, TheReactionRoom.com. Both of those websites have supported this program since day one. I'm grateful to them. If you were listening to the show on one of those platforms, keep supporting them. They're fantastic. I grew up with the voice of Bobby the Brain Heenan in my life. He made me laugh. He made me smile. He helped make me a fan. Certainly made me a more passionate fan at that. Bobby the Brain Heenan was undoubtedly the greatest manager and color commentator in the history of professional wrestling, not just the WWE or the WWF, I should say landscape. I'm talking all territories, all federations, all organizations. He was the best of the best. Creme de la creme. And I'm just a grateful humanoid for the decades worth of entertainment he provided me with personally in all of us. You could have transferred him onto a stand-up comedy stage or onto the big screen, and he would have excelled. He would have easily fit the parts to a T. So he had it all. He was a consummate entertainer, and I think that's what I enjoyed about him the most. Also worth noting, some of the notable wrestlers that he managed over the years, just to name a few because the list could go on and on and on. Nick Bockwinkle, Ray Stevens, Angela Pomfo, the father of Mach-Man Randy Savage and The Genius, Big John Studd, Andre the Giant, Ravishing Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect, or sorry, uh, Mr. Perfect, of course, Kurt Henning, who was my favorite wrestler that he managed, by the way. Uh, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, I was going to say. The great Harley Race, Ric Flair, and the big cat, Ernie Ladd. And again, that list could go on and on, but that's just a few of the notables. More than anything, I just hope that Bobby has an opportunity to reunite with Gorilla Monsoon. About a week ago, before his passing, for whatever reason, I was watching his Hall of Fame induction speech. It was very touching and also very funny. And it was off the cuff because he was just so great at working in room and just really firing on off jokes. And at the very tail end of it, he kept his composure throughout the entire speech. He said, one thing is missing, monsoon. And he teared up. And that part was... Hard for me to watch. It was even harder when I went back and watched it after the news um, came out that Bobby had passed away. So I hope that if there is an afterlife, that those two reunite. And you can imagine that Bobby is probably just going to poke fun at him. He'll say something like, hey, Monsoon, I bet you were sitting in Gorilla day and night obsessively waiting for me to arrive. And Gorilla will respond with, will you stop? What a duo. What a legacy. Left Behind by Bobby the Brain Heaton. It was only fitting to kick off this show as a true uh, memorial. It's one of the greatest talents the industry has ever seen. So I sip on my Blue Moon limited release harvest pumpkin wheat beer. And I toast the career and the life of the great Bobby the Brain Heaton. Let's get to some news. I told you right off the bat that this was very intriguing to me. The WWE recently sent out a survey to WWE Network subscribers that asked fans about what types of programming and features that they would be interested in. And this really ties back into their premium priced tier. They've been teasing this for years at this point. And more or less, subscribers, at least in America, paid $9.99. In Canada, it's what, $11.99? So it's it's a little bit different across the globe. But nonetheless, you can imagine with this tiered pricing, perhaps the next tier is more like a $12.99 or a $13.99 where more is included. So they asked a bunch of questions, and then they said, are you extremely interested, very interested, moderately interested, somewhat interested, not at all interested? And actually asked subscribers uh, to spend a total of $10 and spend it against these ideas. So I wanted to go over some of them. If you haven't checked out the survey, check your inbox. Or check your junk mail if you are a network subscriber so here's some of the questions they actually ask about tna would you be interested in watching that they asked about ring of honor other promotions special live events special one-time live events from unique locations around the world featuring an unexpected main event ooh how about tournaments house shows for the first time ever get a live ringside view of select wwe house shows that one was one of my favorites right there just depending on where the house show is and what happens uh tv 14 in-ring show a new weekly version of ecw extreme championship wrestling or other quote-unquote edgy new promotion rated tv 14. how about this one wwe director's cut shows that put a new twist on classic content such as wwe legends narrating historic pay-per-views or current WWE superstars providing their perspective and analysis of classic matches and events. Uh, New reality shows, an audio channel, which doesn't make much sense to me. It would be more like a sports radio type program. Original scripted comedies, original scripted dramas, which I thought was very weird. It said WWE's version of Game of Thrones, which would be essentially a disaster. Here's some of the others here. A ratings comment system, social sharing, social viewing, which I thought was very interesting. Alternate audio. So for instance, they say here, you could hear Stone Cold Steve Austin and Jerry Lawler call a live pay-per-view. Would love that. Uh, Alternate viewing options. This one's very intriguing because, of course, they have their traditional viewing options, but perhaps there's Gorilla Cam, a drone cam, GoPro cam, 360 views, or higher or lower resolution, uh, resolution options, which is strange. Why would anybody choose a lower resolution option to say, man, what if Cesaro looked more pixelated, right? That's strange. Uh, Personalization, ability to to create custom playlists, which I dig, and change the look and feel of your WWE network interface. So that's not too bad. That could create a pretty good user experience. Virtual reality, there's a loyalty program here. They're talking about free shipping uh, on wweshop.com. Preferred pricing, so that would be for... VIP events, meeting greets, things of that nature, fan voting, early access to live uh, event tickets. So, what do you think about that? What do you think about it? If you haven't participated in the survey, I most definitely did. I hope that you can as well too. And let's also hope that if they are releasing this, that they actually act on at least a few of these ideas. Paige has returned to the WWE Performance Center. She seems primed to make her inevitable return. Dave Meltzer is reporting that it seems as though her return will be more likely on SmackDown. Based on her recent post, which you can find on Instagram, she seems very excited to be there. I did a quick poll on Twitter. Uh, overwhelming favorite said, yes, they would love to see Paige return to a WWE ring, I being one of them too. Ginger Mahal's remarks towards Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown has actually drawn some media attention in the mainstream. Many are claiming that they were racist comments, and they were actually surprised the WWE even chose to script it in the first place. So the WWE released a statement, like many other TV shows or movies, WWE creates programming with fictional personalities that cover real-world issues and sensitive subjects. As a producer of such TV shows, WWE corporate is committed to embracing and celebrating individuals from all backgrounds, as demonstrated by the diversity of our employees, performers, and fans Worldwide. Do you buy it or don't you? That's my big question. Do you believe that it's genuine? Uh, do you believe that this was blown out of proportion? I would love to know. I actually posted that on Twitter and I'm just taking a look here to tell you what the answer is because I asked the question, did Jinder Mahal's promo go too far? 45 votes, 67% said no. So how do you feel about that? To be honest, uh, I kind of missed most of the show like I, I mean I was half watching it I was also doing some reading and doing some research for just unrelated things and I didn't really listen too much to the promo And was more so because it just seemed as though it was just a repetitious promo like he did every week so I can't really comment because I didn't watch it intently I've watched it after the fact but I want to know what you think so head over to my Twitter account and take my poll again it's 67% no 33% yes Did Jinder Mahal go too far on SmackDown Live? Highlights from the week. Got to give it to Roman Reigns. He had a pretty decent promo for a change. As much as people want to knock the guy, kick him while he's down, or meticulously pick apart each promo that he has, I think it was one of the most believable and arguably the best mic work of his entire career. And I really do believe that John Cena brings the best out of him on the microphone. So I'm anxious to see where that goes, and I'll make my prediction for their match, and no mercy towards the end of the program, Elias versus Matt Hardy versus Jeff Hardy versus Bo Dallas versus Jason Jordan versus Curtis Axel in a six-pack challenge. Jason Jordan will be challenging the Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. I thought it was a great match. A good way to uh, end Monday Night Raw. Charlotte versus Becky Lynch versus Naomi versus Tamina in a number one contenders match. That was on SmackDown. Charlotte Flair emerging victorious. She will move on to take on Natalia for that women's championship on SmackDown. Also, I really enjoyed uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish taking on Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. And that was on NXT programming, which of course you can watch on the WWE Network. So those were my highlights from the week. Let's get to your questions and then we'll get to. Predictions for No Mercy. Jeffrey B. via Twitter. What do you think of those recent picks that show a low attendance? So, catch you up to speed if you haven't seen them. Go online and check them out. Uh, I think it's a little bit troublesome to see the entire camera side of SmackDown completely tarped off in San Jose. To be honest, Raw wasn't any better either. A lot of empty seats. Here's the thing. I, I mean, they can make excuses. Road Dog was on Twitter, and he was saying, and you know what? I get, I, I'm not going to just put the guy down. Maybe he has a valid point here. But he was saying this tends to be a slower time for business. But here's the thing. Was it a slower time 10 years ago? Was it a slower time 20 years ago? The problem is this, and they will deny it until they're blue in the face. The WWE, that is. They are in desperate need of new stars that generate big revenue. They don't have that. They had that with... Stone Cold and The Rock and Hogan and so many others, but they don't have those big revenue drivers. I mean, they have John Cena, but you can only go back to the wishing well, back to the bank so many times before it dries up or it goes broke, right? And plus, he can't be there on a weekly basis anymore. He's busy with movies and other commitments. So they really desperately need to uh, either revamp the storylines, which I, I mean, I've called for for years anyway, Uh, promote some new stars, and really build them from the ground up. And we're seeing that now with these low attendance numbers, unfortunately. Mike via Ask the Top Facebook fan page, which again, if you haven't liked it, head over to Facebook following the show and go do so. I would greatly appreciate that. With the rumor of John Cena versus Undertaker taking place at Survivor Series, do you think it is too early and that match should take place at WrestleMania 34? Truthfully, I would prefer The Undertaker just to remain retired. Following his match with Roman, I can't imagine he has much left in the tank, but perhaps the hip surgery added some gas back in it. If his return is inevitable, if Vince decides to pull the trigger, and if he actually agrees to it, the bigger money opportunity is to save the John Cena match for WrestleMania. Survivor Series is far too early for the match, but the perfect opportunity to kick off the feud if they want to do it that way. Chubber is via Google+. Plus. What is your favorite pay-per-view of all time? He says his is WrestleMania 22. I have a couple that immediately come to mind. You won't be surprised by this. Perhaps it's the most critically acclaimed. WrestleMania 17. That featured The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, TLC, Benoit versus Kurt Angle. Outstanding pay-per-view. Another one that's a close favorite for me is WrestleMania 19 because we had Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle, and that classic with Shawn Michaels versus Chris Jericho. So I've always had fond memories of that WrestleMania. Another one that I believe is perhaps one of the most underappreciated of all time, but I probably would rate it maybe number three for me, is WrestleMania 31, because I went in with such low expectations, and it over-delivered in a big way. You had Rollins cashing in on Brock and Roman, you had Triple H versus Sting, you had the return of The Undertaker following the end of the streak, Ronda Rousey appearing, I thought all in all it was a fantastic show. A couple others to stand out while we're on the topic, WWE Money in the Bank 2011 which featured CM Punk versus John Cena, love that match, love that entire event and SummerSlam 2013, it featured John Cena versus Daniel Bryan and also Brock Lesnar versus CM Punk, so Those are a handful of my all-time favorites. I'll also throw in there King of the Ring 1993, just because uh, Bret Hart had the greatest night of his entire career, in my humble opinion. Great matches, different matches with so many uh, incredible opponents that I would have to put that one up there too. Uh, I mean, he fought, I believe, Razor, Bam Bam, and also Mr. Perfect. So that's a who's who that he defeated in one night. So those are the ones that stand out to me. What do you think? What are your favorites? Let me know all over social media. Predictions you can take to the bank. WWE No Mercy takes place this coming Sunday, September the 24th, from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California. This is a Raw exclusive event. There are seven matches that are currently announced. I'm going to run through the card along with my predictions. Let's kick it off in the Cruiserweight division for the Cruiserweight Championship. It's Neville taking on Enzo Amore. Since Enzo has been booted over, demoted, moved over, however you want to phrase it, to 205 Live, he's been arguably one of the biggest stars on the show. But in my mind, he's not a viable top contender, and he's not on the Neville level. My prediction is that Neville retains his cruiserweight championship pretty easily. How is this feud still continuing? It's Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I thought that this was going to be over all said and done after we saw the return of the demon, but they're going to stretch this out for another event, especially because we saw the Demon King return and now we saw Bray Wyatt uh, defeating Goldust and then Dustin Rhodes and then Finn Balor coming out there and saying that he's created demons and that you know he's more dangerous than Bray Wyatt. So I'm hoping that Finn Balor wins this feud. That's my prediction. He's going to win the match and move on to something bigger and better. Raw Tag Team Championships. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins taking on the team of Sheamus and Cesaro, a.k.a. The Bar. So they actually captured the Raw Tag Team Championships from them back at SummerSlam, and there's some great tag teams on Raw. You have the Hardy Boys over there, you have the club, so... Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are going to defeat Cesaro and Sheamus and they're going to move on to another tag team. So that's what's going to happen unless we see a triple threat tag team match take place within the near future too. So that could maybe be you know, the last of this feud or perhaps it's stretched out with another feud being interjected into that. Moving along, we have the Intercontinental Championship. It's the Miz taking on Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan won that six pack challenge on Raw. And the basis of this feud is the fact that, hey, your dad's Kurt Angle. He's a bad father. Not only am I going to beat you, I'm going to embarrass you and I'm going to embarrass your dad. Jason Jordan is a hell of a worker, he's still lacking a personality. He's still lacking that why factor in terms of why I should care about him, even though he's extremely believable in the ring. Just not the time yet. The Miz is going to retain his Intercontinental Championship. Alexa Bliss taking on Sasha Banks, taking on Bayley, who's a bit of a surprise. Nia Jax and Emma, who wasn't even present on Raw for the Raw Women's Championship. So how it worked was that Raw was in Bayley's hometown of San Jose. She returned to the show and was somehow miraculously added to the match Virtually out of nowhere. So who is going to win this fatal five-way match? Emma's going to take the pinfall. Alexa Bliss is going to retain her Raw Women's Championship. Here's a very intriguing feud. John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Some are calling it a dream match. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it was August 21st, I believe. That episode of Raw, John Cena came back and he immediately called out Roman Reigns, and ever since then, they've been butting heads. They've even had to uh, you know, go out there and work together with each other. They've even had some worked shoots promos. I, I think Cena is getting the better of Roman, but again, based on the previous edition of Raw, I really think that Roman is starting to come into his own, and I can't imagine he loses this match. He might even cheat to win. How about that? But My prediction is that Roman Reigns defeats John Cena. The Universal Championship. This is going to be one hell of a barn burner, in the words of good old JR Jim Ross. Brock Lesnar, the beast incarnate, taking on the monster Braun Strowman for that Universal Championship. What's going to happen there when these two behemoths go toe to toe with, of course, Paul Heyman at ringside? I'm really looking forward to this matchup. And I do believe this is Braun Strowman's time to shine. I mean, he's looked outstanding, he has grown at such a rapid rate that I think it would be a great idea to put the title on him because he's there on a weekly basis. And also, there's so many fresh matchups for him. So this is my prediction. Perhaps it's a bit bold. Braun Strowman will become your new Universal Champion. I know the plans seem as though the Brock Lesnar will retain and continue to be champion up until, uh, I think they're going to do WrestleMania where Roman Reigns will knock him off. But still, that's a long time to wait. I think Braun Strowman will do enough to win this match. So those are my predictions. I have Neville retaining, Finn Balor winning, Ambrose and Rollins retaining, The Miz retaining, Alexa retaining, Braun Strowman winning the Universal Championship, and Roman Reigns going over John Cena. Do you agree or disagree with those predictions? I guess I got to take them to the bank. That's going to be a tough one to explain to the misses if this does not go so well. So until the next edition of this program, I appreciate your support. Keep liking it and sharing it and telling your friends and family and fellow wrestling fans to tune into this show. Until next time, happy trails to you. Until we meet again.